Thank you for listening to the Ebenezer Speaks podcast of the historic Ebenezer AME Church in Detroit, Michigan, where the Reverend Dr. McCarl D. Thomas Sr. is the senior pastor. Located in the heart of the Motor City, we are a family where love makes the difference in our worship, in our community, and hopefully within you. More information on our programs and services found on our website at www.historicebenezerameDetroit.org. Thank you for joining our podcast. The text that we will use for the message this morning is found in our scripture lesson, the 12th chapter of Romans, and I will reread the third through the eighth verse. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. We're preaching this morning from the subject, Using Your Gifts. Each of us have some unique gift or gifts granted unto us by the divine master. Your gifts should not be evaluated quantitatively or qualitatively, but be grateful for what you have and use it. If you do not use it, you will lose it. In our text, beloved, Paul is writing to the church at Rome. He hopes to visit the church on his way to Spain. In the letter, we are reminded that we are not saved by our deeds or keeping the law, but we are saved by our faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There were those who believed that persons had to still be faithful to the Mosaic law. They had to abide by the tenets of Jewish culture. And there were even those who felt that before you could become a Christian, you had to be circumcised. Paul is saying, no, 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 you got this all wrong. It's not your deeds, it's not the law that can save you, but you must have an abiding faith in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Your faith 
transcends denominationalism. Your faith transcends tradition. Your faith even transcends antiquity. This day, we need to remember three important facts. First of all, Paul says in our text, do not allow your ego to get in your way. Some of us, we think too highly of ourselves, and some of us, we think too lowly of ourselves. Both are detrimental to our character and our being. Don't you realize that there is no one in this church, in this country, or this world who ought to think that they are above anybody else. It is troublesome, it is disturbing, it is frustrating to be in the company of some people who think that they are better than everybody else who's in that room or that gathering. You must recognize that we're all here by the grace and the mercy of God. And whatever gifts, whatever talents you might have, you ought to give the Lord the praise, the honor, and the glory, but not thinking that you are better off than anyone else. But then there's a flip side. Don't go through life thinking as if you're not as good as your neighbor and you're thinking too lowly of yourself. The only thing God requires is that you are grateful for whatever gifts he has given you and that you use those gifts. I don't care if you're a ditch digger. I don't care if you're a garbage truck driver. You hold your head up high and you're still somebody in the eyesight of God. Every time I go to the hospital, like the other day, went to see Sister Laura Cullen, happened to get on the elevator with her son. But as we were going to a room located there in hospice at Hopper, I passed some people who were part of the cleaning service. They spoke to me and I spoke to them and asked them how were they doing. You can't go into a hospital and think that those persons who help to keep the place clean is lower than you or it's not equal to you. You must recognize that everybody, as in this 12th chapter of Romans, they have a particular role that God wants them to play and to fulfill in their life. Everybody is important. You do the best you can do with what you have and thank God for your gifts. Don't think too highly, but don't think too lowly of yourself. Can you imagine going a month and your trash is not picked up? How can you look down on the garbage man? Can you imagine going a month and you do not receive your check in the mail that you're looking for? You better not look down on that mailman. And now, my brothers and sisters, even when you take your car to get service, you better not look down on the mechanic. They can mess you up. We need to recognize that all of us, we have our role in life, and it's our responsibility to do the best that we can do 
and be grateful for what the Lord has given us. But then now, if we're going to truly understand the text, we have to be still long enough to identify what our unique gift might be. Some people go through life and say, well, I don't have any talents. I challenge that, and I want to tell you that is not the case. Don't you realize there's some people not able to come to church, their mobility has been stifled, but they pick up the telephone and call and check on senior citizens and sick members. That's a gift in and of itself. You might not have studied psychology, but every now and then, someone who is depressed, frustrated, and they cannot see their way out. They just want somebody to listen to them so that they can feel as if they're relieving themselves of that burden. To be a good listener is a gift. Many of us, we want to run our mouths and do all the talking, but to be able to listen to somebody who needs to talk, that is a gift from Almighty God. Do you not know that when you go to a psychologist or psychiatrist, that they spend most of their time listening to you? And by you being able to talk and to be able to share your burdens and what's bothering you, many times you come to the conclusion of what you need to do on your own. But you need to talk to somebody. Then we need to look at this. Everybody who has a relationship with the Lord, that person is grateful for what the Lord has done. I know of several persons who just can't cook. They go in the kitchen, they make a mess. You try to be nice and polite and say that the meal was fine and you know that you're lying because they just can't cook. But I've known of some folks who might not have any modern pots and pans, but they can go in their kitchen and they can put together a meal that is second to none. That's a gift. If you can't do something, don't mess it up, but do what you can do and be grateful for that. Now, don't you know that it's wonderful when you can put a smile on your face. It takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. But have you ever been around some folks who just always look mean and look sad and look evil? And you don't even want to say, how you doing? Child, you just don't know. I had a headache on Monday, backache on Tuesday. My feet were hurting me on Wednesday and looked like I couldn't see straight on Thursday. You want to just get away from that person. But don't you know that when you walk into a store or even down the street, if you can just put a smile on your face, you will cheer the lives of so many people. That is a small gift, but it's a great gift and a unique gift. I want you to try it today. When you leave the sanctuary, 
put a smile on your face. When you go to work or get up in the morning, please put a smile on your face. And you know what? When you look in the mirror, you even feel better yourself when you look at yourself. What I'm saying today is that we must identify our gifts. Last week, a brother shared with me that his 20-year-old niece is in the cinema arts program at a university here in Michigan. This young lady who's 20 was diagnosed with autism, but her mother did not give up on her, worked with her and worked with her. And I want you to know that this same young lady was able to identify her gifts. And just last week, she came in first place in the state of Michigan for a cinema arts test and performance that was taking place. This young lady and her mother and her family could have said, this girl is artistic. She can't do anything. She can't make it in school. But because mama could see something in her child, and because the child could sense that mama saw something in her, she was able to recognize her own gifts. And even though being artistic in the cinema arts competition, she came in first place and is getting ready to go and compete in the national competition. Don't tell me what God cannot do with your gift, whether it's many or whether it's few, but with God, all things are possible. And so then don't look at your children, your grandchildren, and don't even look at yourself and say, I have no talents, I have no gifts, I'm just here. You're not an accident. You're not a coincidence. There's a purpose God has for you being on this planet Earth. Then after you identify your gifts, you got to be bold, courageous, and strong enough to use your gifts. That's what a Madam C.J. Walker did. Millionaire, straightening some folks' hair. That's what a Ray Charles did. His mother recognized that her son had some musical capabilities and he was going blind. We believe it was from glaucoma. But the mother of Ray Charles said, you will not be dependent on anybody and you will not go around begging even though your eyesight might be going, you still have some gifts that God has given you and you're gonna use those gifts to the honor and glory of Almighty God. This Ray Charles went to a school for the blind there leaving Georgia and going to St. Augustine, Florida. At the age of 15, he had a classmate to take a map and said, I want you to point to the farthest place from where we are right now, but still be in the United States. His friend pointed to Seattle, Washington. I want you to know that Ray Charles rode a bus all the way from St. Augustine to Seattle, Washington. But when he got there, there was a band by the name of Count Basie that was performing, and he did not feel sorry for himself 
but he began to play the piano in different places, and because he used the gifts that God had given him, he went on to become a first-class musician. He could have cried, he could have felt sorry for himself because he was blind, but he understood that Paul meant when he said, we have different gifts, but one body, and the same Lord blesses us. So instead of him concentrating on what he did not have, he used what he did have. And even after becoming hooked on drugs, he was able to kick the habit cold turkey. And even when he died, this black musician left to Wilberforce University $2 million. Why? Because he didn't feel sorry for himself. Why? Because he understood what Paul said when he said we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so I've come today to say use your gifts. I've come today to tell you don't let your grandchild, don't let your child tell you they can't do anything. Yesterday, wife and I had gone to dinner. Young man who's a waiter was always kind and I would speak to the brother. I don't know why we connected. But somehow on yesterday, this worker in the restaurant just wanted to talk. He said that he had graduated from Martin Luther King High School and he was really number one in his class, but he messed up deliberately at the end so that he would not be the valedictorian or the salutatorian, but he would be third because he did not like to speak and he was shy. This young man indicated that he was accepted at Michigan State, Michigan, Cornell, accepted at Yale, all of these schools. But he just wanted to play basketball and he wasn't big enough to make it at a major school. So he chose to go to a small Catholic school, but they cut out the basketball program in his junior year. But this brother said he never knew his father, never knew him at all. He said that he filled out all the applications and he applied for money to go to school. No counselor, nobody else helped him, but somehow he knew deep within he could make it. His mother died when she was just 55 or 45, I can't remember. And over 10 years ago, he had a malignant tumor taken out of his colon, and now he's cancer-free. But this same young man believed that he could make it. And even though he did not have a daddy, there was an extended family in the neighborhood, and he grew to love them, and they nurtured him. This young man, as he talked about mama and the neighborhood, he said, excuse me, for a moment he had to go and he had to shed tears because he said he felt that his life was over when his mama died. But I got news for you. The God I serve is a mother for the motherless, a father for the fatherless. And even when trouble has come your way and you feel so depressed, just hold on and hold out. God still has a plan for you and God can motivate you to use whatever gifts he has given you. Let us stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Let us stop walking with our heads down. Let us look up 
for I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence does my help come? My help comes from the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And so I just want you to understand that we are all precious in the eyesight of God. Don't think too highly of yourself. Don't think too lowly of yourself. But just be grateful for who you are and what you have. And give the Lord the praise. Give him the honor. And give him the glory. Now, when I went through a bad period in my life, and I called my mother, my mother said to me, and I'm going to say it to you, she said, I'm not going to throw a pity party for you or anybody else. You can make it if you try. It's natural and it's normal to experience a mild depression now and then and maybe to be a little frustrated. But after you've gone through that period, you've got to shake it off. You've got to look up. You've got to get up. And you have to lift up your spirits because you can make it. It snowed a little bit this morning, but we got here, didn't we? It's been cold, but we're here, aren't we? Have you thanked the Lord for that? There's some people who do not have shelter over their head, but yet they're still trying to make it. We serve an awesome God, and because we do, won't you stand to your feet now? Thank you for listening to the Ebenezer Speaks podcast of the historic Ebenezer African Methodist Episcopal Church in Detroit, where the Reverend Dr. McCarl D. Thomas Sr. is the senior pastor. Join us for our live stream worship services. You can access the live stream and also follow us on our social media. Information on our programs and services, go to our website at www.historicebenezerameDetroit.org. Love makes the difference.